Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. What up, Pib? It's your boy Tyler C from the Community Experiment Podcast. Definitely uh, will be voting for Baylor the Great this year, not only because he's black, and that's reason enough, but because this young man, in the time that he has been on these podcast streets, um, has taken these streets by storm. Um, shout out to the draft. Shout out to um, the 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 very mm, how do I say well, uh, it was a it was a well depiction of why um, some men some real ones are better than um, women I say some women shout out to my wife she is a queen and she is better than all y'all niggas also which lends me to the next thing, which I shouldn't say that because she's white, and then y'all might think that I like white people more than I like black people, but shout out to all of my people. Um, also, let's go ahead and go into this uh, topic of my niggas. Last week, uh, the, the brother read a very eloquent email that I sent, um, not verbatim, but he read it, you know what I mean? He shouted us out on the show, which I very much so appreciate. So shout out to you, brother. I appreciate you uh, including me in that conversation. But I just wanted to clarify. Um, I do still use the N-word occasionally, but out of respect for my father, a.k.a. my OG, who, who told me, like, hey, man, you got to relax uh, on, on using the N-word uh, mainly because, you know what I mean, like it, it's, a dis, it's disrespectful to our people, to our ancestors, and to him, because in Louisville, Kentucky, he was called, you know, nigger or nigger, um, you know, his whole young adult life. And, and, and in Kentucky, back in the day, apparently there was no difference between nigger and nigga. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But nowadays we've kind of taken back the word in the same way that apparently some people have taken back the word ho or slut. I don't know if we want to compare the two, um, but I would love to hear um, your thoughts on <clears throat> the parallels between us taking back nigga and uh, the ladies taking back ho and slut and or slut. Um, I have really no opinion on uh, taking back words, but I just thought that might be uh, a little bit of feedback that you could use. Brother, keep doing your thing. Shout out from North Idaho. I know everybody thinks North Idaho is the most racist place on the planet, but we out here, y'all. AKA is lovely, but don't move here. Come visit, maybe. Come through, do the, uh, the, the podcast, but don't stay. Keep it pushing. All right. Much love from North Idaho and the Community Experiment Podcast. Six minutes. Six minutes, six minutes, young Bailey, you're on, uh, uh, on, uh, uh, on, uh, 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 all right, enough of that, enough of that. Welcome, welcome to Pure Entertainment once again, BTG for president, that is I, get me up in there, people, get me up in there. Now, today, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to do something a little bit different. 
we're going to ask Baylor some questions. That's what we're going to do. So I have quite a few emails from some friends, associates, and random uh, strangers. And they want to ask me some random questions. You know, nothing, you know, it can go from goofy, deep, dark, uh, serious, political, sports, whatever. We're going to check out these questions. Now, I'm going to admit, there, there are a lot of questions. Some I'm going to breeze through. You know, quick answers, and some of them I'll break down and, you know, shed some light on. But I want to say this. I've only seen about two emails. The rest of them I haven't checked out, and I did that on purpose because, I mean, that's just going to make it, <laughs> that's going to make it more better. So, look, this episode, we ask in Baylor, that is I, BTG, uh, some questions. Question Number one, where are we going? To, we're going to start over here on the left side. Question number one, what is the meaning of life, Baylor? That, that's a deep one already. Uh, I think the meaning of life, I think there's two sides. Uh, I think you have to experience, I think you have to experience joy and pain. Uh, I think joy and pain makes up what life is. Uh, you know, on the joy side, you have, of course, your family, you know, kids, uh, a wife or a husband, uh, your parents, siblings, you know, uh, aunts and uncles and things like that, your friends, you know, experience like the, the finer things in life, you know, laughing and just, you know, traveling around the world, helping, achieving goals before you leave this planet. You know what I mean? Like, I think that side of... That side of life, the joy, the joyful side of life um, is just a feel good, just a feel good situation, you know. But then on the opposite side, uh, you have pain, which is, you know, struggles. You might work in at a, a dead end nine to five. You know, you're dealing with death, you know, death of a family member or a close friend, um, you know, broken relationships, failure, you know, just a lot of you know, depression and, and things like that. And it kind of like, I mean, if you really think about it, um, when you want to, when you talk about death and you talk about, uh, you know, failing in life, but then on the opposite end, you have, you know, kids and you have goals and things like that. So I think you have to find a way to balance it out. I think you have to have an understanding of death. Uh, and I don't think we'll ever get, I don't think we'll ever get comfortable with death, uh, but once we understand it, and I, really it's, it's almost like a religious question, you know, whatever your beliefs and your faith is. Um, but I just feel like you have to balance the two and more so try to enjoy the joyful side more. You know what I mean? Like, I think is I think you could, I think you can defeat depression with laughter, you know, with someone. You know, but I think death is, you know, someone taken away from you will kind of like, you know, that amount of pain would pretty much even out with, you know, laughing with someone because that person that died probably was the person that she was laughing with. Um, but I, like I said, I think it's just I think it depends on the person, you know, um, me, myself, 
I feel like it's family and friends. You know, I feel like it's laughter. I feel like it's love. I feel like it's traveling. Uh, I think that's what life is. I think life is just a a, a, a big thing of like a, a, a huge experience that we're living and you have to handle it or manage it as good as you can. Um, so that's the meaning of life to me. And also, you know, like cereal. Cereal is definitely like the meaning of like, yeah, you have to get the right one, though, you know, because if you get the wrong one, that could be like the opposite, you know, depression. Um, let's see. Next question. What is the best version of revenge? Oh, I'm a Capricorn. So I look at revenge like this. So like I think there's a positive revenge. Stay with me. And I think there's a negative um, revenge. Okay, so I think like positive, I think it depends on what the situation is. Let's just say, you know, normally someone would turn it back against you or, you know, your for a former friend or, you know, you got into a fight and you got jumped or, you know, something like that and you want revenge. You know what I mean? Um, I would think the positive way is to handle it uh, in a positive way, and go on with your life. But at the same time, you're showing them people uh, how to act in this world. You know what I mean? Like, for example, you'll have haters in your life or whatever, and like I said, you probably didn't get along with them haters at first, and you disliked those haters. You was hating the haters or whatever. But instead of going online and saying this and that about, you know what I'm saying, you keep a positive image. I think that's a cold, I think that's a solid revenge right there, is just to have a positive image and to achieve all your goals once you set them and just not throw it in their face, but show them, show them like, like, nigga, you're not going to stop me. You know what I mean? Now, the negative, the ne <laughs> the negative revenge, that's when you go out and uh, depending, like I said, depending on the situation, let's just say you got into it with some cats or whatever and you knew where one of them stayed at and you just so happened to end up in his house with the lights off with six or seven, you know, cats in all black, hoodies on, you know, face covered up. They got a couple of tools on them. As soon as he come in, you don't really necessarily like hurt him, but you just show him like, yo, you can be caught. We know where you stay at. We know where your mama stay at. And uh, yeah, you know, that's revenge right there. That's scary revenge right there. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think about. I think, like I said, I don't I don't I don't really I don't really want to um, promote the, the the negative savage part to revenge, but you know it. It happens. It happens. But I would just say, stay positive and show people that you can be better than than what uh what they think of you. And um, yeah, and live a good life and buy cereal. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Why doesn't America pay more for mental health research? Well, shit, we probably got to pay for a war in a minute. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, everybody's buying all these guns up and, you know, they paying for people to stay in jail and prison. So that's probably the main reason. And we got people walking around here with problems every day. I work in a field where, you know, it's, you know, some a lot of mental health is going on. But we got a lot of people <laughs> that uh, 
don't have the medicine, don't have the support. Um, they probably don't even have the knowledge uh, of, of their, you know, what's going on upstairs. So, you know what? You, you can't be surprised with America. You can't. You can't. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, they just funding everything else except for what we probably really need at the moment. Uh, next question. Why, why the rap culture... Why did the rap? Why why hasn't the rap culture um, hasn't fully embraced Drake or never fully embraced Drake? Um, I think it's two sides of that. I think you got the uh, the dinosaur side, and then you got the the young cats, right? So, to me, I I've I've agreed that hip hop has died out a long time ago, or on life support, or it just took a, a break. Um, Drake came along, and I didn't consider it hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? I think that's one of our biggest problems in the hip-hop culture is that anything that I don't... they Some of this stuff they're just throwing into the hip-hop category. I feel like they should just break it up. Drake, I think, is very he's a very talented person in general, He's a cool cat. I'm I'm assuming he's a great actor. That's what that's that's the number one thing. He's a, a great actor, a phenomenal actor. But as far as being a hip hop artist, I don't know. I would consider him a pop artist if anything. Um, and he, I would say he's just a pop artist that makes a couple of hip hop tracks. That shit is. I mean, it's not for me. It's not for me. But he is great at what he does, and you know, in today's world, everything is hot. You know, and everybody wants to be a part of the hotness or his camp or whatever the case may be. And he, it doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt that he's light skinned You know, so you got to add that too. He's 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 light. He's light skinned Um. Oh, speaking of light skin. Will Chris Brown ever fully bounce back? If so, what what does he need to do? Um, no, I'm actually disappointed in Chris Brown. I thought Chris Brown was going to be like the next coming of Michael Jackson, like for the new era. You know, he definitely has the moves. He can sing. I bought his first album, hard copy, you know, um, and I still think it's a classic. After that, it's like it was songs here and there, you know. Um, I think everything went downhill once he, you know, he wanted to uh, MMA Rihanna and bite her and stuff like that. So I think the fame got it got it got to him. It got to him. Not only that, like when these cats come out to L.A. for the first time and you can tell when they come out to L.A., they don't come out here often or when, you know. Before they got big, they weren't visiting L.A. Because they come out here, they ask for protection, or, you know, they you know someone in their camp is connected to a gang or something like that, and they want to be a part of it. These niggas go backwards. Like, they get the money, but then they start gangbanging. When the niggas that's been gangbanging for a long time is trying to, <laughs> they trying to get out. <laughs> like, think about it. Chris Brown went backwards. He tried to do the whole game banging thing. Nipsey Hussle has been game banging probably all his life, but he's like, 
he's a businessman now. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't get it, man. These these celebrities, boy, they will they will try to do anything. Um, so yeah, I don't, what does he have to do? I, he has to make music and he has to shut up. You know what I'm saying? Don't do none of these reality shows. Um, just make some good music, make some great R&B. Like it's not, it's not much being made nowadays. This shit is terrible out here. And you might hear, you might hear a few, you might hear a few songs here and there and might get a, a album or two, but even then, like it's the 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 music nowadays is so it's thin, man. It's just add water. So he has a he has he's always had the opportunity to take the uh, you know take the shine or whatever. And Usher out here fucking up, maybe we don't really know. And these niggas is they trying to fit in with the younger crowd. And to me, Chris Brown is yeah, he's a young cat, but. He, he got he got it, man. He got, he always come out with a great single too from time to time. Um, what else? Yeah, stop kicking around them game baggers, my nigga. Um, why African Americans don't play baseball as much as football, basketball, football and basketball? And what's the cultural the what's the reason behind it? Uh, well, yeah, I actually got somebody that can answer that question personally, uh, which I will have a guest on <laughs> my new show. Hint, hint. Oh, y'all don't know about that. I will be telling y'all that by the end of the episode. But uh, I definitely have a guest that I want to talk to. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself uh, when that time comes. But he definitely has some insight and some knowledge about the baseball uh, basically the baseball world, you know what I mean? I'm not into it. I never did like baseball. I did like playing it like out at the park and stuff like that, but I never got around to really liking it like that. The only time that I really start, I mean, the only time that I really engage in, uh, in baseball and watching and things like that is when the Dodgers is doing real good in the postseason, which is currently right now. They're playing against the Cubs, so um, that's about it. I, I honestly can't tell you the last time I watched a full baseball game. You know what I mean? And I'm just not into it. It's too long. It's too slow. It's too dry. Um, I just don't care much for it unless, you know, the home team is in it and and, and the city gets it. It's a different feeling when the, when the Dodgers is in the postseason. It's like the city gets hyped, you know, things like that. You know how L.A. is. Just the same thing with the Kings. I don't really do hockey, but... Let them get in the postseason, and, you know, I got, you know, I'm a represent. But other than that, I couldn't really tell you. I know it is some, you know, some racist shit involved, but I can't really tell you detail in detail what it is. Uh, what's the next one? Why do we label Tupac the greatest by default? Is he really the greatest and why? Well, it depends on who you ask. I mean, we're going to go back and forth. A lot of cats is going to have Jay. A lot of cats is going to have Big. Some cats is going to have Nas. And then you're going to have cats that have Pac, you know. Outside of those four, outside of those four, you're not going to get, you're not going to get too many other names. Um, as far as Pac, I think, as far as, I like, because I'm a Pac fan. I got Pac number one. But I'm not, I'm not, 
I, I wouldn't... I, I put it to you like this. There is no number one. I to, We need to eliminate that, that spot. Okay? Just create a Mount Rushmore with some cats, and then that's it. Because technically it comes down to who can argue the best. Who can argue that point the best? Because, I mean, Big was great. You know what I'm saying? With the flow and the storytelling. But, um... He only had two albums. So, I mean, when you start to break stuff down, like lyric, you know, lyrics, um, impact, uh, the, the the time period, the era they came out in. I mean, because a lot of, a lot of cats forget about LL Cool J. And, like, you know, LL Cool J was definitely, he should be in a lot of people's top fives. He's definitely in the top ten. You know what I mean? I think he probably fell off when he started talking about the ladies too much, but that was a huge market. He was a smart businessman. But let's not look at LL like he didn't have, he had battles, you know what I'm saying? And he had, you know, at that time period, he had the bars. <laughs> he had them bars back then. Um, but as far as Pac, man, I think he was like, he was that revolutionary cat, you know, but at the same time, you know, Brenda had a baby, you know what I'm saying? Dear mama, and hit him up. Like, <laughs> just look. I, You know, the Pac had, to me, Pac had like at least three to four classic albums. You know? And then I think like that depends on who you're talking to. You know, Machiavelli, All Eyes on Me, and, and Me Against the World is classic albums to me. You know? And he had, he had a couple more albums. Um, I can't count the ones where where they just make up shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's doing a song with, if <laughs> he had a song with Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? I'm not counting those kind of uh, CDs that they putting together. But to me, I think he had, to me, I think he had three solid classic albums. Um, and I think he, he, another reason why he's considered one of the best, if not the best, is that he, done, he died at a young age. He died, what, at 24, 25? He has such an impact in the world, not just in the not just in the rap game, but in the world. To this day, we know like, yo, if Big, if Big and Pac was still alive, you know, um, I don't think most of these mumble mouth rappers are these cats that everybody is praising nowadays. I don't think they would have an impact like they have an impact now. I think because the game is is wide open. Technically, you don't even need uh, you don't need a machine behind you anymore. There's a lot of different outlets, but I think the respect will be there. You see what I'm saying? Like those were two. What well, those were our two head honchos. New York was pushing big. Big is like big is their god out there. Or their Jesus out there. In, in New York. And out here, we got Pac. You know, we got other cats that we could praise as well, but Pac had an impact like no other, like nobody else had the same same type of impact that, that Pac had. Because Pac had more than just music impact. So, I think when you add all that up together, like, you, you gotta give him his respect. You have to. And then, like, this is the thing. It all started with that, you know, with New York. And, I think we was all fooled back in the 90s with the whole uh, East Coast versus West Coast, Bad Boy versus Death Row, L.A. versus New York. Like, that's what it was. We was all fooled by it. We was all fooled by it. And the thing is, you had to pick a side. All that time, 
we like you we we never it, it never crossed our mind like these are our, these are our best um artists like head honchos of all time we're living the history right now and then both of them fell short murdered and look what look what we ended up with the amigos and, and future and drake like the shit is trash and you want to know how i know and y'all got to agree because when uh, an artist like J. Cole or an artist like Kendrick, when they drop or if Wu-Tang drop an album, niggas talking about, oh, man, this is a, it, I needed this. You know what I'm saying? When Jay dropped the 444, best, you know, one of the best albums of the year. Damn, it's one of the best albums of the year. Why? Because that's real hip hop. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of people want to live in the moment. They want to be a part of something. They want to be cool. No, it's all right to just live in your generation, my nigga. It really is. When the music is that bad, let's just go back. It's a reason why a lot of people say not the 90s was the best era for music. It really was. The albums, the quality of the music, the quantity of the music. Like, it was it. Was it. You know what I mean? And it's just not like how it was. And Pac was a part of that. Not only was he a part, uh, or was he m making music during, like, the, I want to say the, you know, all through the 90s, it was great music. But he went against the head honchos. You know what I'm saying? He went, you know, he said he said what he said about Jay. You know, he said what he said about, ha shit, damn near half of New York. You know what I'm saying? It was a him against New York. Um... So, and I think that's why he gets so much love from the West Coast, especially. But, I mean, like I said, man, he's done. Uh, uh, Big is up there. Don't get me wrong. And, like I said, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't get mad at a nigga if he said Big was one of the best. But I looked at what we all seen what Pac did off. You know, we we seen Pac interviews and things like that. That nigga would be turned up sometimes. And sometimes he'll be on some, you know, let's grow these trees and shit. <laughs> that's Pac. All right, let's move it on. Move along, move along, move along. Let's see. What would you... Wait, what do you think would be different if Hillary would have won? Well, clearly we wouldn't be at a potential war with North Korea right now. Um, she wouldn't have talked about no goddamn wall. Uh, the only negative thing, which is in kind of, it's, it's kind of negative and positive, is that... The shit that happened in Charlottesville, that probably wouldn't have happened. But we probably needed that to happen because even though we knew, like, what happened in Charlottesville really exposed a lot of undercover racist white people. Like, they took them sheets off and said, this is who I am, this is what I represent. And shit, I don't, I don't see no other president other than you know, 45 doing that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing that I could really think of. But I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't think we'll be going through some of the things that we are currently going through with, you know, we beefing with another, you know, we beefing with North Korea. And I don't think Hillary Clinton is going to be all on you know, Twitter going at it with football players and shit like that and Jamel Hill. No, I don't think that's going to happen. So that's... That's what I think is a huge difference. You know what I mean? Um, what she would have done positive, I don't know. You can't trust these niggas. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, every president that we have trusted, which I think was all of what? 
maybe two. <laughs> you could throw in Kennedy and Barack, and then after that, it's like we managed, we dealt with. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's it. You know, I can't throw Clinton in there because the only re- turns out the only reason why we like that nigga because he can play the sax, sax- uh, the saxophone, and uh, you know he was getting he was getting that uh, that G buckle in the office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that Yomi. Um, what's the next question? Would Black Lives Matter if she won? <laughs> why I feel like this is from a white person? Um, Black Lives Matter all the time. Black Lives Matter as soon as we came over here. Black Lives Matter because we make the best food. Black Lives Matter because of Black Panther coming out. Okay? That's why. So it doesn't matter who's in office. Black Lives are always going to matter. Okay? Yeah, if y'all want to preach that all lives matter, that's that obvious shit. But right now, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter because we'll whoop everybody ass. That's why. Um, Let's see. Next question. Next question. If men don't breastfeed... <laughs> if men don't breastfeed, why do they have nipples? <laughs> Nigga, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. If we don't breastfeed, maybe because it maybe because if we didn't have nipples, that shit'd look weird. Like if you just had a a nice shiny chest with no nipple. You know, that's kind of like, that's kind of like you get a cheese, like you get a cheese pizza. You know what I'm saying? That shit look weird without pepperonis. So you might need the nipple. I think the nipples is, I don't know. If Have a, have a girl ever kissed, a, for all the fellas out there, has, has a girl ever kissed your nipple or licked it? You know what I'm saying? You got to ask yourself if it feels good. I'm not going to answer that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm just not. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I I know right now, if God said, let there be no more nipples, then that shit might look weird. It might it might look weird. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Next question. You got a uh, hundred thousand to spend on only on a car. You getting a fixed up six six four or some new flat or some new flashy shit. Um, oh, oh, okay, so look. If I had to pick between a new car or a 6'4 Impala and I got 100000 that I could either spend on a car or put into a 6'4, um, shit. I like, you know, my, mm, my weakness right now is like anything between a 2015 and a 2018 CL554 Matic Benz. Oh, my God. Have y'all seen that? Oh, my Jesus. You know, and those, and it got to be silver. It got to be silver. And I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it the briefcase. Because that's what this shit look like. It looks like a shiny ass, expensive ass briefcase. I like silver cars. So, you know, uh, that CL550, oh my Lord, just saying it. I, You know, I technically, if I could change my name right now and my wife didn't run my life, I would change my name to CL550 Taylor. Oh, man. Cause they range, they range from like fifty thousand to like eighty thousand. So I'll still, mm, mm, I still have some change left over. I mean, can you really put a hundred thousand into a six four Impala? If I did though, if I did, I'll give me a uh, a smoke black six four Chevy Impala hardtop, black in, uh, black interior, black um, exterior, and I'm gonna call it. 
Let me see. No, 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 no. I take that back. I'm gonna call it, it's gonna be black on the outside, white on the inside, and I'm gonna call it uh the Braxton P Heart and the Brig. <laughs> All right, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What's the next question? Next question. Um, what type of legacy do you want to have to what type of leg- legacy do you le- would you leave behind for your children? Damn, I can't read. What type of legacy do you want to leave behind for your children? Uh, I'm doing it right now. Um, this is part of it. Um, one of my goals is to have a statue before I leave. Whether I get uh, recognized for it or I make my own shit or, I, you know, someone makes a statue while I'm alive and I pay for it. I don't care. I want a statue on this goddamn planet. Um, I have all kind of goals. You know, I would love to have my own university, uh, my own uh, HBCU. Um, I know it sounds like crazy, but no, it's not crazy to me because uh, I visited um, Howard University before as a grown up and I fell in love with it. Like I soaked in all the history. I felt the history when I was on the campus. I was so mad that I wasn't taught shit in high school about these HBCUs at the time because I definitely would have uh, tried to apply for it and take the uh, ACT and the SAT. And I'm to to, the, to this day, like I'm, I still get upset about it because I wanted to be a part of that history. You know, one of my favorite universities is UCLA because that was the first university that I've ever been to. But going to Howard University and over the years as a grown up learning about the HBCUs and the history and all of the black heroes and leaders that we had that went to these universities, Howard University um, for sure was one of those universities where, you know, I went to the I went to the gym, I went to the football field and just different parts of the campus. I met students, I met teachers and things like that. Um, man, I wish I would have been a part of that. I wish I would have been a part of that. Um so, yeah, definitely, I, if I could have my own university, uh, if I could have my own statue, I have my own podcast right now. I'm, go- I'm going to have two shows. This is something that my kids can play back and listen to when I'm long and gone. Like, you know, dad was a, was a person that wanted to make people laugh, want to make people feel good. I piss people off, but it's just for conversation. I don't mean anything personal until we start talking about sports real deep sports shit. But other than that, like, I just like to engage with people and have debates and talks and socialize and things like that. And I think that's good. That, that'd be a part of my legacy was my personality. Uh, so that's what I'll leave behind, you know, and hopefully my kids would, you know, one day, you know, listen to this and, you know, feel good about who their dad was. Uh, next question. Who do you think will make it to the playoffs and why? I'm assuming this is for football because basketball starts uh, this week. And I'm not about to go through all those teams. Um, as of now, as of now, I don't know. The NFL this year is really crazy because the teams that you thought was going to go back to the playoffs is looking either – mediocre or less than. Um, so if I can, and I'm sorry, I want to modify the question and to who's going to win the, the Super Bowl. And even then, I don't have the answer for that. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. The Patriots is not playing the same. Our Raiders is doing bad. Atlanta is, is, is looking mediocre. 
Uh, Dallas is they're looking pretty they're looking pretty bad, and they might lose Zeke for six games. Uh, Pittsburgh is not the same. Pittsburgh, Kansas City is one of the number one teams in the league, but they can be beat. Um, you know, the Jaguars and the Rams is doing good, but I don't think any, anybody expect them to. Uh, you know, make it to the Super Bowl. So as of right now, I really don't know. I really don't know. I really can't answer that. Um, in basketball, though, like I said, I'm not going to go through all those teams, but I'm just going to say Golden State in three. <laughs> Anybody. Um, let's see. When you're around your wife, how does she make you feel? Well, let's be honest. Uh, I'm a husband, and I have my ups and downs in just being, you know, I love my wife. I love her dearly. It's sometimes where she makes me feel like a man, like she makes me feel like I'm the only man in this world. Then there's times where she gets on my goddamn nerves for no goddamn reason. Uh, But then there's times where I think she's going to work and she's not at work and I open up the door and she's right there and she surprises me. That's because that's like, that's my, that's my best friend. That's my, that's my ace boom coon right there. And it's like any time that I could spend with my wife, it's, man, it's priceless. Because, you know, like my, I tell folks my work schedule, I work 24-hour shifts three days out of the week. So, you know, those those days that I'm working, I don't, I, get, I talk to her all day. And if we FaceTime, that's cool. But it's not the same by like being with her. My wife just, she's that nurturing mother, wife. Like, I like to lay up under her. I like to lay between her thighs. Like, she's just so warm and so snuggly. And, I don't know, it's just, man, you know. Oh, man. I'm horny now. Um, What advice would you give a man who does not think love exists? Uh, What advice would you give a man who does? He ain't been to a strip club. He ain't been to the strip club. Every man that goes to the strip club is going to fall in love with at least three strippers. Okay? Now, if if he's single, if he's single, he's going to fall in love with a stripper. That's where you first fall in love at. You either either fall in love with your first girlfriend or a stripper. So, I don't believe that there's... I don't know. It's not too many cats that, that that I've met that say that, you know, they don't believe in love. They believe in love. They just scared of getting, they're just scared of being hurt. But yeah, to if you know anybody personally that feel like love doesn't exist and it's not real, take them to a strip club. All black one. Oh, let's see. What tips could you give a couple with kids about maintaining a healthy sex life? Quickies. Anywhere. In the laundry room, in the closet, in the kids' room, up under the bed, behind the dresser, up under the uh, nightstand, wherever you can get it. You pull up in the garage, you hop right into that back seat, you pull them panties to the side, and you get it in. Okay, but let me tell you, as a married man, as a husband, when you have kid, when you have kids, not just a child, because maintaining one child is cool. Once they get older, and if you have a boy, see, there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? If you have a boy and he's over the age of mm, seven or eight, you can get it in. But if you have a little girl, she's a hater. 
She's just going to hate because she's daddy's little girl. And then there's going to be times where she wants her snuggly wugglies with the mom because that's what that's what the moms do. They have that nurture, that, that nurturing feeling. OK, but when you have those kids and they both want attention, you're not getting them draws, dog. Not today, not tonight, not for a week. So, you know, get to spanking off. But I would just say, look into those quickies. And you have to have, both of you guys have to have that mutual understanding, like, we have to get this in. It's not going to be too much lovemaking. It's not. Because that, that young child, between the age of uh, a, a newborn and, like, maybe two, maybe two or three, nigga, they're going to be sharing that bed with you. And it's, it's going to be times where they have their own bed and you take them there when they sleep. But at like 3.47 in the morning, she going to walk in there like a ghost and hop right in that bed. Chalk that shit right up. Uh, how do you prevent a relationship from getting stale? You got to go on dates. Easy. Easy. You got to date. You have to. Not. I'm not talking about going out to dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really have to date. And I'm talking to the guys. You really have to date your wife. You have to date her. You have to come up with... And it's hard because when you have kids, you know, stemming from the last question, both of these go together. If you have kids and you may not, you don't have the support system to where you could just drop your kids off at your grandparents' house um, or, or something like that. Like, um, you, you don't have babysitters and things like that. Um, yeah, man, you have to find out a way to date to date your spouse um, and not just regular dates, you know, go out on a Friday or Saturday night. You might have to go somewhere, you know, Sunday morning or during a weekday. Uh, you know, you alcohol is a plus in a marriage. Wine, hard liquor, anything you can find. Um, yeah, man, you have to date. You have to come up. You have to keep reinventing new shit in a marriage because. It can get it can get uh it can get plain. It can get lace potato chips real quick. Um you get a lump sum of money, you taking care of your mom first or your wife and kids? Well that's easy. My mom died in two thousand eight. So unless I'm going back and giving her a better headstone, <laughs> you know, all that bread is going to the uh wife and kids easy. That's easy. Uh let's see. Who do you look who do you look to for advice with life when life gets uh tough? Um everybody, really. Sometimes I keep to myself and just reflect. Sometimes I'll talk to my parents. Uh both of them are dead. Uh my mom died in 2008, my dad died in 2011, but I still talk to them. Um you know, or I talk to, I, it's a lot of different people that I could talk to, man. Uh, friends, you know, I got to chat with my closest circle and we talk. We, you know, we talk about some deep stuff in the chat room, everything. We talk about everything in the chat room. Um, and then is anybody who I feel like I can open up to, you know? You know, I talk to my wife, I'll cry. You know, I'll call her on the phone and just tell her I'm just having one of those days when, you know, my auntie. You know, it, it'll be it'll be times where I'm just not feeling it and I just break down and cry um, or I just, you know, sometimes I just go watch a, a positive movie or something like that. But, you know, it's, it's different avenues you can turn to to seek that type of advice. Um, sometimes, you know, you can go talk to a pastor, you can talk to whoever you want to as long as it's, it's positive information, you know. 
But mainly is you know close, close friends and family. Uh, let's see. These are good questions. Uh, who is the greatest NFL player of all time? Barry Sanders. <clears throat> Easy. Barry Sanders. Um, I've never seen a running back like him. Some people love Jim Brown. A lot of people like Emmitt Smith. Um, <clears throat> you got uh, you got um, Tom Brady. You got Joe Montana. You got uh, Jerry Rice. And I'm going to have to go with Barry Sanders. I think he was the only player. And he, the cold part about it, he didn't even get to finish out his career. And he would he would have easily been the best running back of all time, uh, statistic wise. But you know his career ended early because of some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying with Detroit and shit like that. So I think Barry Sanders is the best football player of all time. Um, on a one on one game of basketball, who would you pick? Uh, who would you put these players against? And the list of names is Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. So I don't quite understand the question, like, am I picking two out of that group and seeing them play one-on-one? If that's the case, I would say I would want to see... I would want to see Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, only because Kobe Bryant... Uh, for his whole career, he was uh, labeled as MJ Shadow or uh, MJ Knockoff, um, and I think I think that would have been good to see. I think MJ was probably a little bit, maybe could have been a little bit stronger, but other than that, they was damn near identical. In their in games, you know what I'm saying. Even though you know Kobe was accused of stealing uh, MJ's on the court and sometimes off the court image, you know it would have been good to see that. So I would say I would like to see a one on one game between MJ and uh, Kobe Bryant. All right, and then we have a few more. I think these questions I seen right here was like fly by questions, quick little questions I can answer. Um, and that is, are you a psychic in any way? I think I am. I can predict shit. Like, I think in the future, Trump is going to fuck some more shit up. So, yeah, I guess that, you know, in a way I am kind of like a psychic. Are you a good dancer? I can get down, cut some rug. I definitely could do that. You know, my crib walk is a little rusty. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um... If you had to pick, uh, if you had to be from a gang, <laughs> I already know who to, look, my wife asked me this early, and I had to break it down to her. I can't answer it because I got I got people on both sides of the flag, but this is the question. If you had to be from a gang, who would you, would you be a crib or would you be a blood? Now, look, I went to... <laughs> The middle school I went to was all Crips. We had a lot of East Coast. Back in the day, it was a, it was a gang called Moonlight Cats, but I think they ended up being East Coast or something like that. Uh, Broadway, those were Crips. All of them was uh, Abaddon Middle School. When I went to high school, I went to a high school called Fremont, Fremont High. Mostly Bloods, mostly Bloods. We had the Swans, um... 
We had some, you had a couple of Hispanic games, maybe a couple of uh, 18 streets, a lot of F-13s there. But mostly, mostly swans, mostly uh, a blood gang. Um, I have family members on both sides of the flag, though. I have, you know, on both sides of the flag. Uh, I remember catching the bus to the mall and buying the Damu Rider CD um, because of that one song that they played on the box. Um... Every goddamn day, Damu Riders. Uh, but historically, the Crips have held it down in the music industry. Now, you do have the game, and I'm not counting all them fake-ass bloods that came after the game, like Dipset and and Lil Wayne and <clears throat> all that blood gang shit. No, no, we're not talking about them. I'm talking about authentic blood, you know, the DJ Quicks, the Mac-10s, you know what I'm saying? But you also had the Dub C's, you know what I'm saying? You had the Corrupt, you had Dog Pound, you had Snoop, you had the East Siders, um, MCA. So, like, you had a, like... <sighs> I can't pick a side. I'm not going to pick a side. I want to plead the fifth. I can't because I'm not about to go up in these streets and niggas hit me up like, I heard your little podcast, my nigga, on on, on Crip, cuz. I heard your little podcast, cuz, and you said you wanted to be, a, you know what I'm saying, you, you was banging the other turf. I, 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 I ain't got nothing for that. You know what I'm saying? And then and then some other niggas come up to me talking about on Bloods. I heard your little, I heard your little Bob Bass. And I ain't got time for that. I got I got friends, family, associates from both sides of the uh, flag. So I'm going to say no ma'am. Can't answer that. Um, are you a good are you a good singer? In the shower? Off top. Off top. I'm a hell of a singer. Um, are you a good cook? I'm definitely a good cook. I learned how to cook through my mom. Uh, she used to bake and shit like that. So I picked up baking a lot. And, um, yeah, I definitely cook. You can ask my wife on that. She could vouch for it. Are you a good basketball player? Hell yeah. I'll work your ass out. <laughs> yeah. That jumper ain't went nowhere, my nigga. Now, I'm not about to run no fast breaks. You can talk that up. I'm 34. Uh, are you a good listener? Oh, it depends on what it is. Like, if my wife is nagging, yeah, mediocre. You know what I'm saying? This new music, yeah, not really. You know what I'm saying? But overall, yeah, I listen. I listen. What'd you say? No. Um, are you a good public speaker? Well, I think so. Um, I don't have no problem speaking in public, you know. That's what the that's if that's what you're asking. Uh, are you a good father? I think I am. I try to be. I try to, you know, my father was a, I love my father, uh, but there's a lot of things that I didn't get from him. Uh, it's just, you know, overall, not material things, but I needed a lot of, I needed a lot of guidance and, um, I didn't get as much as I needed. So I'm trying to do better than, uh, to do better than that. Are you a good mechanic? Uh, you gotta ask my wife. Definitely in the bedroom. Um, are you a good diplomat? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that one. Are you a good employee? I've been working for the same company for about five, six years. I assume I'm a good employee. I think, you know, I'm good. I'm all right. Are you a good dresser? Well, I mean, I don't, yeah. To me, I am. I dress how I want to dress. I, I, I barely match. I'll throw on any type of colors. It's just whatever I feel like wearing, I'll wear it. So 
could I could dress up. I could dress down, but I dress down majority. I, I dress in uh, athletic clothes majority of the time. I work out clothes majority of the time. Uh, are you a good swimmer? I'm de- I'm okay. I'm okay in that. I could swim away. Um, are you a good skier? Am I a good skier? And no, black people don't ski until like the Olympics. <laughs> no. Are you a good lover? You gotta ask my wife that too. You gotta. I, I, I'm assuming so. Are you a good comedian? Uh, comedian. Damn, I can't talk today. Comedian. Um. I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming that, I, you know, I guess a comedian is a person that makes you laugh. Um, I don't want to label myself as a comedian. I'm just sharing my personality and my life and my lifestyle. So if that counts as or if that goes under the comedian category, then, yeah, I'm a hell of a comedian. Are you a good cleaner? I could clean. My wife is going to sit up there and hate on it, but... When you got a wife, you don't clean as good. You know what I'm saying? Like, they clean better. So, definitely, I'm a good cleaner, but I don't clean as good because I got a wife, if that makes any sense. Are you a good provider? I'm definitely a good provider. I'm a Capricorn. I have to work. Um, when I get paid, I send 90% of my check to my wife, and I just keep whatever left for, like, lunch and gas. Um... Are you a good husband? I think I'm a great husband. I think I'm a husband in training. Uh, I'm still learning how to be a man. I'm still learning how to be a husband. But overall, knowing that I want to be uh, with my wife and I want to be her husband, I think that I qualify as being a good husband. (laughs) Uh, And last question, are you a good man? Well, um, I think that I think that question can't be answered until I'm gone. If I do get that statue and if I end up with a HBCU, I think that would uh, pretty much answer that question. But until then, that question won't be answered until uh, my death date. You know what I mean? So I'm working at it. I'm working on it. You know, I'm trying to be the best, not just the best man, but just the per- one of the best you know, human beings on this planet at the moment. So, yeah, man, hopefully. Hopefully. I, I hope that I hope the people out there uh, that don't know me personally, that just know me from podcasting or just know me from Instagram or Facebook or that I hoop with, you know, I mean, hopefully they keep, they continue to listen or they start to listen to my shows and things like that and, and, uh, you know, figure out who I am and get to know who I am. And, yeah, maybe they can answer that. Maybe they think that I'm a good man. Other than that, I don't give a shit about y'all opinion. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, this is has, this has been um, Q&A with Baylor. You know, Baylorism versus the questions. Um, I had a good time. I thank everybody who sent those questions in. Those were a nice variety of questions. And uh, I think we have to have a part two uh, down the road of this. And uh, I liked it. I li- I'm, I'm going to answer every question that y'all send in to me as truthfully as I can. Uh, authentic. You know, I'm not going to hold nothing back except the bludgeon and the crypt one. Like, you can't do that. Wife, Marcia, MTG, Marcedo says, you cannot. And you know that. You can't send that question in. Watch, watch when I get home. Ain't gonna do nothing. 
All right, y'all. It's your boy BTG. Vote for BTG. BTG for president. Uh, make sure you um, make sure you look out for the uh, for this new episode. And like I mentioned earlier in the uh, earlier during the show, please subscribe in the future to my new show. My new show will be available on your favorite podcast app, and that will be Open Run Open Run with BTG. I'm talking sports. Y'all thought I was going to sit up here and talk about my family, politics, MJ, Game of Thrones, slanders, and all that shit, and I wasn't going to talk no sports? You got to be crazy. I want y'all to lace up y'all kicks and go subscribe. Um, i definitely be talking sports. Basketball, like I said, basketball season starts this week. We're in the middle of the football season. The Dodgers is in the postseason doing good. Hell, if... Well, I don't know about soccer, but any other sport that's popping, I might mention, but we definitely going to be talking that basketball. We definitely going to be talking that football. So that's Open Run with BTG. That's going to be my sports podcast. It'll it'll be coming very soon. I want y'all to subscribe to that and keep showing me love, man. Like I said, man, I'm going to be looking to... uh, Looking to expand, and I want y'all to support me. Y'all support me, I support y'all. Other than that, my opinion will always be better than your facts. Don't ever, ever forget that. All right, y'all. I'll ask y'all later.